Wild Chat Sports Podcast here, Brian Scalabrini. Uh, thank you so much, Brian, for uh, taking the time today. And, you know, I know it's kind of a crazy time, so really thankful uh, that you're able to talk with us today. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. You're a friend of Kyle Draper, so you're a friend of mine. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, of course. I, I, I'll never forget that, man. It was a few years back, and I got to stop in the studio and – and meet meet with you guys, and it was it was awesome. True professionals, and it was awesome. So I still have that picture. I don't know if you got it, but uh, it was awesome. Um, yeah. So Brian, uh, maybe just talk to us how you uh, grew a passion for basketball briefly. Yeah, well, it was funny. I grew up in a small town. Um, it's even called Washington, about forty miles outside of Seattle. And my parents moved right across the street from this park that we always played ball at before that. Right. And it's amazing when you have an environment like that, how often I would go over there and I would go and play against, uh, play against grown men who show up later. I could play against younger kids who show up early. I pretty much just be there all day. And it was a rotating amount of people that came through. So they always talk about when you're young, just getting your 10,000 hours. It was really easy. I was in such a great environment to get hours and hours and hours of basketball because it was like, uh, even if I wanted to go home and grab a glass of water or anything like that, and a couple more people showed up, I would just cross the street and I'd be involved in their pickup games. And from there, the one thing I loved about basketball is like, there's, it's so difficult to get good at. It's not like, um, like in baseball, you have to be, you know, it's one aspect of the game. Just you got to hit or you got to field. Uh, or in football, you're maybe like an offensive lineman, you block, or, or a defense, you tackle. But with basketball, you've got to do everything. You got to shoot, you got to pass, you got to dribble, you got to be able to defend, you got to defend at the rim, you got to rebound, you got to anticipate. And I think it's just like it's it's an, a sport that never ends as far as like continuing to get better and improve and add new things to your game. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. And, and you had an awesome career, legendary fan favorite. Um, so you, uh, so you were drafted by the New Jersey Nets. Uh, you did a great job at USC. You were a leading scorer there. Uh, you were drafted second round in the 2001 NBA draft. Br- you know, briefly describe, you know, talk about that feeling, you know, getting drafted, you know, first playing basketball, and then, you know, your dreams actually coming true. So, you know, I, to this day, I think it's been, it's been over 20 years. Or, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, about 20 years. And I still have yet to hear, hear my name get called. I was, uh, I started watching the first round, and once it got around like 23, 24, 25, the pick, I just decided, man, this is crazy for me to be sitting on the edge of my seat right. waiting for a team to pick me. So I just went out to the front porch, I grabbed a basketball, and I was just shooting up in the air. You know, like when you, you sit down, you yeah. shoot up in the air, and you catch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I go to the offer, you know, I'm just chilling by myself. My parents are having like a get-together at the house, and... uh so then I hear everyone going nuts, and I walked in, like, where, where am I going? New Jersey. It's like, all right, going to Jersey. Then you talk to Coach Scott on the phone. You talk to Rod Thorne and Ed Stefanski, the guys who, who made the decision. Right. And I was on a plane the next day. And I, I've never really been a guy that, like, um, like patted myself on the back as, as I was going through my NBA career. Or I felt like I made it or anything like that. When I was all done – felt like it was, oh, man, I got 11 years out of the NBA. That's amazing. Right. But during the time, man, I was just trying to survive. So I, I never really stopped to, to enjoy, you know, like, uh, like you know, my destination. I was more about my journey. 
Yeah, no, absolutely, man. You know, great journey. Do you, do you remember, you know, first day in the locker room, the Nets, uh, you know, with, with Jason Kidd in there and, and Stefan Marbury and, and those guys, Kenny Martin as well. I mean, that was a legendary team. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't play with Steph. Steph got traded for Jay Kidd, so we had Jay Kidd, uh, Kenya Martin. But we were we were best record in the Eastern Conference the first year right out the gate. You know, we went to the NBA Finals. We lost to the Lakers. And, uh, you know, it's amazing. One thing about the NBA is everybody is great at something in the NBA. Mm. Like, some people are great at multiple things. And whether it be energy or defense or athletically or vision or shooting or whatever, you start to realize how good NBA players are when you're there. And right. um, I learned so much from Kid and just his approach to the game and how hard he worked and all that stuff. And I was like, uh, it, it made me think like I worked hard in college and I worked hard to get there. But when you see these guys playing, you know, 35 minutes a night. Right. You know, coming in the next day, getting their work done, and it, it's so much more than just a job or working out. It becomes like a almost like a like lifestyle a, an addiction to to winning and 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 to being the best you can be. And, and I think that shaped my mentality a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, that that's where you got the legendary nickname, the White Mamba. Um, you know that legendary man. Um, you know, I actually saw a few pieces about it. Um, so, so how did you exactly, you know, get that in your own words? You know, you know, I, I know you had a legendary career, but uh, you know, in your own words, you know, are, are you happy with that nickname? Do you like it? What, what's your opinion yeah. towards it? Yeah, I was, uh, I was in Chicago, and uh, Kobe just came out with his commercial, and he, and it, like, I've always worn Kobe's shoes because I, I really like them, and uh, he came out with the Black Mamba commercial. I think it was the one where. It was him and Rony Turioff, and he, like, jumped yeah. over a car. He made it look like he jumped over a car or something like that. Right, yeah. And so, um, so, he, and, and it was, like, the Black Mamba shoes. And then I went on Nike ID. I made a pair of shoes. I slapped them <laughs> on the table in front of Stacey King. And, and Stacey, I said, these are the White Mamba 1.0s. Yeah. And the next day in the game, he, he, he called me the White Mamba, and I, I've been the White Mamba ever since. Man, that's awesome, man. That's, that's, that's legendary. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a diehard Boston fan, Boston Celtics fan, that is, um, and, and you signed with them in, in 2005, uh, you know, you, you won a championship with them in, in 2008, of course, you know, describe that feeling, you know, playing with the big three, you know, KG, Pierce, uh, Ray Allen, you know, what was that like? Yeah, uh, KG is such an inspiration to see day in and day out and just, just intent. You still there, Brian? I, I, it was my seventh year when Garnett got there, and it, I, I could not believe like how how focused and how much attention to detail we had practice, and he wanted everybody to be the best they can be in the weight room. He was a very empowering individual to to young guys, to old guys, to interns, to equipment guys, to everybody. Right. He, he, he wanted the best for everybody and when you saw that from a guy at his level you, you it's unbelievable to, to be around that you know night in and night out and just to see I, you, it, once again it makes you think like what is actually possible you have to kind of check yourself and say that there's so much more i could do to get to that level as far as how hard i can work and how much i can stay focused he was 
unbelievable from that standpoint. Right. Yeah. No. Absolutely, man. Um. You know, would you say you were the closest to him? You know, off the court. You know, with with KG. Yeah, or, or no, just in general, like in your opinion, like who who are you most tight with, uh, like off oh, the off the court yeah, during those uh, days? Eddie House, I hung out, I hung out with Eddie House a lot, uh, Ray Allen a lot. Um, I think those two guys were like my main. Yeah, that we, we, we kind of hung. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you heard from Ray? You know, I know he's kind of low key. You know, yeah, I, no, I, I talked to him at the Hall of Fame. Uh, I guess that would be last year. Um, yeah, like once in a while, you know, I just, I just follow, follow up with guys, hit them up with it. Uh, that's, uh, I, I, I wasn't here when the whole Ray Allen thing went down. Right. Yeah. 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 So I don't, I don't know what happened right, with yeah. Ray or, or anything like that. I, I, when I was here, it was great. Every, we used to hang out at Ray's house all the time. Right. And, and, and it was, it was like. Couldn't, you couldn't ask for a better teammate. Yeah, so, no, absolutely. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what the beef is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get that, man. Sorry, are you guys planning on you know? Because I know there was talks about a reunion. I mean, you guys, you guys, have you guys ever talked about you know getting back together just to hang out? Two thousand eight squad. Yeah, we uh, we talked briefly about it in Vegas uh, to kind of connect, but uh, I think only a, a few guys you know got together. They happened yeah. to be there because of yeah. the NBA summer league. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, last few questions here. Um, you know, I know you said you weren't here for the Ray Allen thing. That's when you were with the 2011-2012 Bulls. Uh, you played with D. Rose, Butler, Joe Kim Noah. Uh, what, what were those similarities uh, to the Celtics? Because I know you were playing under Tom Thibodeau, who uh, former assistant as well. Yeah, not, not, not a lot of similarities between the two teams. Um. We were a team like the team seemed to be built solely around Derek. Yeah, like, they all it, it wasn't like that on purpose, but the, the pieces really fit around how good Derek was. You right. think about Noah, Luau Dang, uh, you know, Tosh Gibson, Jimmy Butler came the second year. Right. But yeah, it was like uh but Derek was was unbelievable and the one thing about that team was like how hard we played. Very similar to the Celtics. How how hard it was to score against us was similar to the Celtics, but um, personality wise, very I, I I would say like almost opposite ends of the spectrum really? as far as like the personalities and stuff like that. Yeah, but just a very very different type of squad. Right. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Yeah. Because it was probably younger, right? Like D Rose. You know that whole atmosphere just felt a yeah. lot younger. Yeah. Yeah, not 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 as like we had. Think about Ray Allen was an All NBA player. Pierce was an All NBA player. Uh, Garnett was an MVP of the league. You had established older guys, and now you're you're you go to uh, not not younger because there were some older guys on the team too, but just like a less established stars. And Derrick Rose was a superstar, but he was like coming up as a superstar, right? Not like. He'd been an MVP before. It was like the first time I was there was the first year he won MVP. Right. Before that, they were an eighth seed. And you know what I mean? It's right. like so, they, they haven't accomplished. But like even Ray Allen, I think, has been before that team got together. 
the, the, there was very li- a little accomplishment from that uh, Bulls team before we uh, Thibodeau got there. Yeah, did did you do you see any difference in D Rose back then than you know versus today? You know how oh, he yeah. carries himself. Or? Yeah, yeah, it's very different. Yeah, it's very different. Um, yeah, it's. it's uh, I mean, but guys grow up, and you know, like the injury. Obviously, the one thing that people don't talk about enough in the NBA is um, like injuries have have stuff to do with mental illness. I'm not saying or mental health, mm-hmm. not mental illness, yeah. mental health. When you get like a sprained ankle, you're down, man. When you get an ACL, it's hard to stay mentally sharp and, and excited about what's going on. It's hard right. doing the grind of rehab versus playing. Right. Man, it's like you don't know if you're ever going to come back. It's, it really challenges you. So Derek had some challenging times when he got injured. Right. Um, yeah, but uh, but I thought Derek was. I thought I, I know that it didn't turn out this way. I thought he was going to be not at the time the best player I've ever played with. Mm. I thought he was going to be the best player I ever played with. But you know, injuries and stuff like that. It's it's really hard to. To stay on top when you're, you know, dealing with all that kind of stuff. But I like the way that he's pulled himself back up from from then till now. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. And uh, you know, just just to wrap up, um, do you have a favorite teammate of all time, or you know, do, is there a teammate that that you, that you think was the the best you've ever played with? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think uh, Garnett. So when you ask me that, you're asking me from I think from a teammate standpoint, not like. From my standpoint, you know? right, like, right, right, yeah, yeah. From let, from let me your... be clear here, it's like I think Kevin Garnett is the <laughs> greatest teammate maybe in the history of sports. Wow! Like I've never seen a guy care as much about his teammates as he did. Wow! Jason Kidd was great for me because you know he would get me five to eight points a game just off him being Jason Kidd. Right. So, yeah. But Garnett, as far as establishing culture. And all those things that people talk about, like he was a real deal when it comes to that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. Uh, Brian, thanks so much, man. Uh, you know, between broadcasting with Kyle, playing and coaching, you know, even with the Warriors, we didn't get to touch upon that too much. Uh, you know, what has been your favorite part of your career? And, and is there a moment that, that you're most proud of? No, it's all about the people I meet. I know that it sounds so cliche, but it's true. It is true. All the... All the different teammates going through. I don't remember the games. I remember the interactions. I remember the locker room, the plane rides. Right. You know, uh, celebrating after wins. You know, going into a game and, and seeing what, or going into a game, a tough, hostile environment on the road and winning those games. It's all about, to me, the relationships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More so than I remember this moment or that moment. I remember the individual moments of spending time with each individual guy. I'll never forget those parts of it. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. Brian, thanks so much. The White Mamba, the legend. Uh, thank you so much, man. Hey, I might have to stop in the studio and say thanks one more time, man. You and Kyle. Uh, thank you again. Wish you All best. Right. And uh, uh, go Celtics. All right. We'll talk to you later. All right. Have a good one, Brian.